Hello everyone for the 50th, 60th time. Welcome to another episode of Hood Rat to what? Head Rap. Hood to what? Head Rap. I'm the what? You the hood rat. Who, and you do, where you wear what? Head Raps. Head what? Rap. Oh, okay. <laughs> jig, hello. Jig, jig, hello. Jig, hello. Jig, jig, hello. My name is Ebony. Yeah. Wow. I was late. Shoot. Keep going. <laughs> yes. My name is Ebony. Yeah. And I'm the man. Yeah. And I'm the trans. Yeah. I'm your best friend. Yeah. My name is Erica. Yeah. And I'm the man. Babe, you didn't fuck this whole thing up, and I'm just debating on whether or not I'm gonna just delete it. I'm gonna keep it. I don't know what I gotta we do. We did not rehearse this. You did not tell me that this is what we would be you doing. You don't know how to do jiggling. This is you're very you're giving me very Trump to COVID right huh? now. What you're not you giving about? me any guidance of what I need to be doing. You are just kind of you don't throwing know it jiggling? at me. I know jig. Hello, That's jig, it. jig. Hello, my head too high, my head too low. I understand my wow. jig low. That's all I know. People knew it faster than me. That's why I didn't make the cheer team. This ain't got nothing to do with no damn cheer. It's trauma. You know you you know you lose a lot of memory to trauma, depression, well, anxiety. Well, you, you need lose to memory. Our famous um, black femme little girl chants. Jig. Hello. Okay, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I may delete this. I may keep it. Keep it. Only y'all will know because you'll hear it. If or you you won't hear it. Either one. It Please may don't judge me. They're gonna do it anyway. Don't judge me. Who sings that? Today I cannot give a fuck. Cause Karen cost me a fortune. Cookie that's laced with that Mary. I'm how I praise in the Jordan. Today I cannot give a fuck. I say remember the Sabbath. Rest and recover tomorrow. We gonna be back in the saddle. Today I cannot give a fuck. Cause I got none to give. But like I know with some kids. We all fall short of ideas. Hey, on my timeline, all I wanna see is my woman. Half naked turning down with platform niggas who want it. You can your disaster, they've been draining my data. All the friction and fickleness only making me callous. I'd rather have a hard on and a hard heart. Put the pussy on the chain, wax salad cart. While I ignore the world's problems like an oligarch. Free love in this bitch like it's behind bars. Shake, 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 shake like an earthquake. Around the world, 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 around the world. I gotta get about this house. All countries matter. I have to get about this. What the hell is that? I don't see. Okay. Oh, you did explain to me what that is. Yes, I explained to you. Hi, everybody. Can you explain to people who don't understand that? You didn't mention something. All countries matter. What What do people don't understand about that? All countries matter. Y'all don't like that? I ain't say I ain't like <laughs> it. I just don't traffic in that world of things that you need to over explain to white people or make some type of analogy Ooh. in a simplistic way so that Ooh. they can understand something that Ooh. is fundamentally wrong and Ooh. ingrained in the society. Ooh. I don't need to Ooh. do that. So for those who need that, because you explain to them what that mean and where they come from. <clears throat> 
it comes from all lives matter people you know saying all lives matter whenever um black lives matter is said or um insinuated and so on the 4th of july people started trending all countries matter um to you know say you know what we don't need to talk about the united states let's talk about all countries all countries are what really matters that's funny actually i think it's hilarious i think that is i definitely agree with that hi everybody uh welcome to another episode of hood rap to head rap we are so excited to be bringing you our last episode of all time. Just kidding. We're so happy to bring you our last episode of somebody that I know named Erica on Twitter while we recorded. <laughs> and AAVE was trending. So I was like, wait a minute. Why is AAVE trending? It don't matter. Why is your attention span not trending over you here? You are need to cool it. You're cool your jets. How about My that? My jets are fully cooled. No, I'm they're not because I will turn this live on and we'll start going live at the same time. <laughs> Do it. I don't care. Really? I don't really care. I ain't got no bra on. I'm not putting one on for y'all. You know, you just get to the point where you're tired of putting a binder in a bra on. You just want to let these girls hang out. You want to let your feelings show. Um, but yes, we didn't know where you and stop the recording. We didn't stop the recording. <laughs> this was not an argument. <laughs> Have a disagreement <laughs> over whether or not we should go live because guess what? We are tired. Oh, are you reading something now? I just received a text message. That's different. Oh, you got distracted by something on your phone. It's called a text message, and my phone wasn't even in my hand. But see, this is the thing, y'all. You know when you have a partner, and they just use the phone, and they don't talk to you and everything while you're trying to do this podcast. You know, it's just interesting. That's all I'll say. (laughs) But anyway, we are back. You know, we we haven't... This is not our last podcast of all time, like I said. This is our last podcast until we break this summer, and we will be back at you in September. And I'm going to commit to, inshallah, if the Lord say the same, I'm going to commit to keeping us on a structure. (laughs) Why you laugh? Why you laugh? Because you don't do structure. I'm going to Ebony saying structure is funny. That's crazy that you laugh. Excuse my ableist language. Uh, that is not right <laughs> but we are gonna do our best we you know maybe we'll come back every two you know twice a month that's all i can do i can't over promise i can't promise you nothing much more than that you know so i, <laughs> I can give y'all that but other than that you know life is happening and, yes. it's, and it's happening it's all heavy. at one time things are heavy you know sometimes you get tired of experiencing combating the thing and then having to talk analyze it. it and talk about yeah. it and put it in some contained medium or medium um, for others to consume you know you get that's tiring for anybody whether you draw you make art whatever it is that you may do um, or you protest it every day and then you are telling people you know the reason why and or you are a writer and you're right about it or you're a playwright or you work in theater like our friend Tasha like well all these different things that you do and your work is inside of liberation or it's liberatory work you know it, it does become tiring and I would dare say that the thing that is oppressing you or inhibiting your liberation is it benefits from having you on that same cycle it benefits from you being tired as fuck yes um and it is really a part of a part of uh, the struggle quote unquote 
you know, when we talk about revolutionary movements, always using this terminology, you know, for as long as I remember, they would talk about the struggle, quote unquote, you know, the establishment, the struggle, the struggle fighting the power, you know, and anybody who's ever fought anything is hard. Whether you fought an illness, whether you fought a person, whatever the case is, that it's tiring and I think it's all a part of the design. We're fighting a thing that is built that we're fighting a thing that wants us to fight it so that we'll be tired and therefore less able to fight it. Yes. Um, and our whole lives can be dichotomized in this binary of fight the thing, fight the struggle, or die from it. You mm-hmm. know, pretty and no in between, no indulgence, no rest, no pleasure, no nothing. Um, fight the power. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the power telling you to do that. Um, especially now. It's, it's Aunt Jemima and Oreos and motherfucking. Um, Amazon and Google, they're like, oh, Juneteenth, fight the power. You know, the power is telling you that. Yeah. Um, so, I say all that to say is that it's tiring. It's tiring. It's tiring. That's what's taking us so long. Yes. Because we haven't had a podcast since March. No. But you see my darling here, she's ever ubiquitous. So, though we have not been recording podcasts, work has not slowed in by any means. Nope. Or by any measure. So if you have an uptick, you already y'all already know this by now. If you have an uptick in work, which work looked like for a long time, traveling or required us to travel, that's I thought without the traveling, the work would diminish, but it hasn't. So much in the same way, we are not able to constantly be here doing a podcast because bills don't say, you know, did you record? Yeah, you know, rent that's, don't say hello. You know, where can I see? You know, do y'all got a SoundCloud? Rent is not concerned. About yeah. the schedule. Yeah. Just you know. if you are paying. <laughs> you got it or you don't. That's it. You know, run it. Yeah. Run it up. How you feeling? Well, introduce yourself, babe. Who are you? My name is Erica Hart. My pronouns are she and they. I am a black, queer, non-binary femme, breast cancer survivor, and a sexuality educator. That's the work that I do around the clock that highlights and uh, focuses on uh, racial and social justice, which is oftentimes a conversation that is left out of sex and um, discourse, um, which is a benefit to white people so they could continue doing sex ed in very basic ways um, and positioning themselves like they know what they're talking about without any sort of scrutiny to their work because it doesn't contain any sort of uh, racial and social justice class analysis. None yeah. of that is there. Um, they're just talking about orgasms, but they don't ever have to and talk about yeah things. what it's like to have an orgasm in the midst of a genocide. Yes, um, you know, so and a pandemic and a pandemic on top of that, right? Yes. Uh, so yeah, that's what I do. And where are you from? I'm from Maryland. I'm from Severn, Maryland, uh, um, and my family lives in the Puerto big Rico, city. the big city. <laughs> Shut up. Who are you? This whole thing. <laughs> My name is Ebony Donnelly. I use he, him pronouns. You said your pronouns? Yes. She, they. Use, she, they pronouns. Yeah, I use he, him pronouns. Um, I'm from, you know, DP Soko. If you don't know, then, for some of y'all who know, who've been listening, if you don't know, then what? <laughs> then what? You can't go. I want to hear y'all say it. If you don't know, then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm what the children say in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I'm from East Oakland, you feel me? Feeling very homesick, you know, nigga out here in the East. You know, I'm from the East, but I'm on the East right now, you know, on the East Coast. So, um, I'm a writer, I'm an audio engineer sometimes, and I edit this. Also, I want to let y'all know, you know, this this podcast is very uh, authentic. <laughs> so, you're going to hear fireworks in the background. Yeah, the 4th of July just passed, but they're still happening. It might be the police. It probably is. You know, it's a lot of shit the police be involved in. But whatever case may be, you're going to be hearing them right now um, all throughout. So enjoy that extra added. Maybe they'll come whenever we make a really fire-ass point. And it'll be like, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> that are some other pyrotechnics. Um, we we organize. We do all the things for this podcast, as Ebony said. We promote it. Um, it's my turn this week to find all the articles and all mm-hmm. the information. But usually, it's Ebony's. So I'll give him all of his credit. He is it. very thorough. Um, if it were up to me, I would post it, and that would be it. Cute title Keeping and the it end. Thorough is my Ebony has so many articles in these podcast descriptions if you have not already gone to it please please do i'm sure a whole google doc situation could be made a whole hood rat to head rat educational guide could be made um from the articles that ebony and resources that ebony has um, uh provided compiled but the good news is that we finally got us a sponsor one that's really worth sharing and that will, you know, secure our generational wealth in podcast building for years to come. Erica, do yes. you want to share with everybody who our new sponsor is and how the internal conversations like culminated in order to sort of kind of get this on the board? Yeah, so we've been working with, you guessed it, Amazon. And, you know, I know this is going to be hard for folks. Please just keep listening. You know, we partnered with Amazon because we felt like there was an opportunity to really address the gap between capitalism and racism. And now we can actually take a deep dive with Jeff Bezos. We've actually been talking to him directly. He has our phone number. It's very bizarre. He's a nice Uh, person. He's a nice person. He's He's going to be giving us about $500 dollars per episode which yes. is a lot which is yes. the highest because they haven't cut they haven't cut right have now cuts. due to yes. covid so like 500 per episode yeah and then we get free prime and then all our listeners all of y'all out there y'all get free prime yeah all of you get free prime so please just email us and we will make sure that jeff bezos directly gets back to you <laughs> This was no. not convincing. Really? <laughs> no. This I should have did it in regular voice. You talk too long leading into it. Did per I? usual. This I think I'm going to get convincing. rid of this too. Don't get rid of this. Keep <laughs> this. But our point of doing this is because we're seeing lots of stuff on the internet and y'all are falling for it. <laughs> but not only that. Oh, we, are, are, we are too. I don't want to say y'all. I ain't we, falling for shit. I didn't been. I, my nose is wide open. You understand what, what I'm talking about? What My pineal is, is, Does it is ever decalcified. Close? My pineal Does gland. Nose close? Look, my third eye, my, all my eyes is open. I got seven eyes. <laughs> I got four. Wait a second. Hold on. Four. I got six, five eyes. You have how many eyes? Five. Okay. And I got astigmatism, so maybe I do have seven. You have astigmatism? Of course. But it's, it's not that we... I don't feel like I'm falling for it. And what we are talking about, the it in question is, I would say like the widespread desire to just pour money and give money off of assuaging one's guilt, mostly white people's guilt. 
like monetize, like black pain, porn, pimping, it's all in there. And the internet has become a huge conductor for that. You yes. know, is what I'm talking about. Yes. That's, that's kind of why we did it. It's yeah. also to Erica's point, because of our positionality as two dark skinned black queer and trans people, we gonna get canceled off rip. Immediately. You know what I mean? If there even it we'll get more into the episode of if there's even a such thing as canceling, but black queer and trans people step on somebody's toe and we meet very strong and harsh consequences for that. And it becomes a character flaw and yeah. all types of shit and it means everything about who we are as a person and all the shit and it'll just be like Chrisette Michelle all over again. But Chrisette Michelle as I mentioned all the time is a good example of black people having ties to Trump and guess who is the black person with tie with not even ties to Trump, but literally just performed at some inauguration concert that can't nobody even remember. Um, and yet her career was totally ruined by it. I don't believe Chrisette Michelle's career was that fantastic in the first place. Yes, and it she was. T- no, it wasn't. And you know it. Was Chrisette Michelle's career like Beyonce? Why is Beyonce Mariah Carey and Mariah Whitney Carey? Houston? Why are Doja they, Cat. Erica, why are they the barometer for what a successful career is uh, besides the obvious reasons? They are <laughs> exactly. making music in a different time period. No. Chrisette Michelle is much later Chrisette. than every single person you just named. Lettucey? Erica, Chrisette Michelle is probably even later than Lettucey. What they do you might mean later? They, they did not come out till did, far after those people. When did Chrisette Michelle come out? With who? Chrisette Michelle came out probably in 2000. When did I hear that song? Let's Rock. Chrisette Michelle. Babe, this is not important. This is not important. You know that Chrisette Michelle's career. I just career, don't agree with you. Her, her career was. Babe, she took that article. gig to get controversy so she no, can make her. she took that gig to get money. But maybe to your point. They don't just take it to get money. Sweat. Yes, yeah. they do, babe. No, they don't. She actually says she took it because, <laughs> which is her reasons, which is besides the point. She said she took it because she thought it would unite the country, which. No. Okay, just leave no. it at that. Right. <laughs> right. But Kanye West is all fucking buddy buddy is all up Trump ass. And yep. niggas is still buying his clothes. But shoes. what the problem is is what Chrisette Michelle didn't do is she didn't demean black people. So she needed to demean black people blatantly in order to have people actually buy her shit. That and have white people buy it. Kanye West already had a large white following. Factual. So he Factual. wasn't gonna lose those people by speaking wonderfully about black people. He did exactly what those white people wanted him to do factually and actually so Chrisette Michelle I'm telling you she was not you know that Chrisette Michelle is an excellent singer and she is the I'm the, not denying the, she that bears the, she is also at the impact of colorism her, her following is primarily black films I agree so again to your point if the, if the audience or the target audience is a is is white and that's who people want to see those yeah. are the people who are going to be propelled Period. But we're not going to get into that just yet. No. Every podcast we end up talking about Chrisette. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one. You just you on my mind. You love talking about like Chrisette, Michelle. Is, You're the reason for her music going up. That shit is not fair, man. I'm tired of these people. That shit is not fair. It like, is, but I get what you're pointing to, though. Because it is frustrating when people... Even when I see people blatantly steal on the internet. And I'm like, why is it the internet, people who are consuming this person's information, why aren't they calling them out? Why are they just like, oh my God, this is great. There's got to be some 
internet responsibility that if you follow a person on the internet that you then have to not fact check everything they say but if it seems a little left field then maybe you i don't know maybe, maybe you, yeah you you cast suspicion on it maybe yes, you ask questions but it maybe seems you, like there's no suspicion that exists on the internet whatsoever unless you have particular identities like yeah, mm-hmm. i think i said you know i have credit card debt i think i revealed oh, that yeah, on the internet yeah, yeah. and somebody who had been following me for a while randomly was like well you know, how could you say that you're, uh, you know, you're anti-capitalism if you have credit card debt? And I was like, wait, what? That don't make no <laughs> like, sense. I was like, what are you talking? And then she went on to kind of do a whole, um, like face, not Facebook, but Instagram page devoted to like shaming me. Yeah. And I was like, this is so strange because I think I was talking about my credit card debt because I was, you know, kind of lost inside of capitalism thinking right. that if I buy buy more shit than I will be, you know, something more than what I was. Newsflash, everybody who lives in this country, probably everybody who lives in almost... Yeah. Most countries Mm -hmm. that are... uh, As white supremacy... That are a part of a colonized white supremacist state, any country that has benefited from the forced labor Mm -hmm. of other human beings, particularly black individuals... Yes. When you live there... You are a capitalist. Yes, 100%. You are the means of production, and you are also interested 100%. in reaping the benefits of that in which you produce. Yeah. You want material things, yep. um, and your value, the value that's placed on us in this society, is through material things. Yeah. And it's associated with capital. How much capital we have, in particular with black people, how much capital has been stolen from us, um, that is intentionally and strategically kept from us by the same people at the protests, the white folks on my Black Lives Matter and riding their bikes and stopping traffic, you know, the the white the Black Lives Matter caravan can get through. All of that is capitalistic in nature. All of that is capitalism. Why? Well, you get to protest and you get to, you know, say you stand oh, yes. for black lives, but okay. yet black people don't have the same um, access to capital or the same actual capital that you have, but yet their lives matter. Yeah, it's all capitalism makes Ooh. you forget that it exists. Yes, that that it's just it's just be, a thing. Yeah, yeah, or the oh, I'm anti-capitalist. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, I'm anti-racist. So by my very nature, I'm anti-capitalist. But racism still exists. Yeah, it's yeah. still a, uh, it still is the order of the day in this country. Yeah. So my point about yeah. that is that. You know, I was being <laughs> like attacked. I dare I say attacked. Mm-hmm. I feel like attacked. It wouldn't be. It's not I, when I think of someone being attacked. I'm like you physically. Well, no, it was violent. It was violent. Okay, the way they did it, and it's also irritating me because they were black. Um, yeah. From, yeah. So that was. <laughs> I say that to say that it was interesting because you were nitpicking something that I said and I had said it a while ago it wasn't something I had just said and a you know mm-hmm. story post or you know an actual on page but I hadn't really said it in a while mm-hmm. so you've really been like sitting on waiting to call mm-hmm. me out about that right. and I just feel like you know when we talk about doing anti-racism work I think people don't understand that that is work that you have to do all the time for yourself yes you have to, like you you have say, to look point at it, me towards yourself one 100 percent because what happens is that you start 
you know, you start kind of, not you start, but what I feel white supremacy does, it has you, you know, point fingers at other people so you yourself can look good. So you can kind of put yourself on a mm-hmm. pedestal rather than, and this is intracommunal and also with other non-black POC and mm-hmm. white folks. White people do this without, without They do it to each other And they totally do it to mm-hmm. each other. Have you ever been in a space with white people who do anti-racism work? Mm-hmm. They go back and forth on who knows the most. Yes. Like that is what is at play, which is also capitalist. Mm-hmm. Um, as I know more than you, I'm smarter than you. I was able to afford more. I, I clearly, mm-hmm. I know they, I'm better. They also go back yeah. and forth about who's the most radical and who's the yes. most anti Yes, that's what I mean. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. absolutely. So I feel like you, you know, if you're doing, you care, you consider yourself anti-capitalist or anti-racist, you need to be doing the internal work mm-hmm. of looking at where you perpetuate that, yes. but also where you, you know, harbor your own thoughts and feelings maybe even about yourself Mm -hmm. so like internalize and if I look a lot like you Mm -hmm. and you've internalized these things Mm -hmm. you likely are going to perpetuate it onto me too yes right because you do it to yourself yeah so it's you have to be you're just anti-black really yeah you're just anti-black the long and short of it so if you're anti-black that doesn't just stop at your feelings about yourself they do go a place they do go in somebody's direction Mm -hmm. it's all going to be informed and influenced by that until we opt out and say otherwise yes and that go for everybody yes you know what i mean so yeah the the introspection but also it's like you're doing anti i don't know i don't know i just feel like people are not like used to like people used to say are you media literate what do that mean? Like there were so many. I feel like when I started doing sex ed, so as uh, as a way to cover up that we were talking about sex, mm-hmm. they would you know add in a media literacy oh, training. I remember you did that. Before. And before uh-huh. before there was social media, we talked about television. Mm-hmm. So in magazines, so when you look through a magazine. You know, you can be literate to the fact that this magazine is intentionally trying to get you to buy something. It's making you feel like you it's making you hate your body. Mm-hmm. So you buy things. It's make so you continue buying the magazine so you can find out next month how much you can t- still hate your body. You know, like being literate to that point. Yes, right. Yeah. So and also same with television, being mindful of like, oh, there's no you know, there's no black people on this show. Like, yeah. looking at things with literacy, mm-hmm. uh, with some understanding, if you right. will. That doesn't really exist within, in social media. <laughs> like, no. I just feel like that isn't... No, you're right. Yeah. I, well, I think it's also another thing, too, of, like, if you are following some... I mean, people do hold people to account on social media. Mm-hmm. They do their best. You know, we're not going to jump ahead too much, you know, around you know we'd be talking about cancel culture and all that old dumb ass shit and yeah. how people put such a high premium on the the person committing the harm and getting quote-unquote canceled if that's even a thing unless on the unless um scrutiny on the harm that's actually been done to have them in that position um in the first place so you know i don't necessarily think that people on the internet don't provide scrutiny or don't say things when they see something that seems suspicious or awry or seems like somebody is taking advantage of their platform in a way to get more people to follow them, get more people to like them. Mm -hmm. And therefore when you get more people to follow you and you get more people to like you, you get less people inevitably who are willing to hold you to account. That's true. No, that's what I was going to say. The larger following you have, the more, the, you know, the more freedom essentially you have. I mean, I think people will, there's more scrutiny that you get because you're under the lens a little bit more, but for the most part, you have a bunch of people who just kind of agree with you. 
Right, and before mm-hmm. social media, mm-hmm. you know the the unless they hate following, which there's that's mixed in there too. What hate follow? Yeah, oh, like hate, hate followers. Follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. where they you know peeking and not speaking. Yes, and, mm-hmm. you know that's just called Cointel Pro. That's FBI. That's an old CIA <laughs> tactic. People on Instagram didn't create that. That's, that's already exists. That's true, but that's what they do. That's yeah. what they do. They watch. They comment when they want to call you out. Or I remember when that happened when we were um, when we started talking about voting. Mm-hmm. My post started to get more traction because people mm-hmm. are like you shouldn't be talking about this and you shouldn't be saying this you have such a large platform you shouldn't be <laughs> encouraging quote unquote people not to vote it's like yo but if Angela Davis said which she did say yes today. um there's no well she said before she said her endorsement of Joe Biden today she said that I don't think we have a candidate between Bernie and Joe Biden yeah. worth endorsing that was yeah. her she was like that's what she said today as well she said she essentially today. said that today okay. too but she was like I'm summarizing heavily but she's saying like who am I supposed to vote for in this right which yeah, is I don't what have we're a choice. Saying, but yes. so we're taking it a step further, and, and so has Angela Davis throughout her career that the entire system is corrupt. Yes. The entire system is completely and totally defunct. Yes. Um, in some in some very visible and visceral ways. Yes. Somebody who helped Donald Trump collude um or or colluded with Russia to help Donald Trump secure the elections, Roger Stone, a career crooked corrupt ass wisest man politician was able to get his sentence commuted after he had already been tried and convicted of a crime yeah of that crime yeah but trump was able to go and say because it's embedded in our fake laws and our illegitimate constitution that was not meant for anybody but white cis men and they are the ones who get to take advantage of it the most he was just able to commute his sentence and he don't have to go to eat yeah he's not gonna serve no time little time he served yeah. gonna mean shit. he gonna get right back to it was whatever. before he even went right he didn't even go he I didn't he, serve i don't think he served any yeah time. no mm-mm. but let me say that um you know that voting don't really voting don't matter mm-hmm. and i'm you know i'm the problem not Roger or, or I'm partnering with Amazon. Or I'm partnering with Amazon. <laughs> Which we're not. And it was Jeff, a joke. Just make it very clear. It was a joke. It was a I joke. Sometimes I wish it wasn't a joke. Why? I think you should do it. What? No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> do a little psychological. No, you do not. A little mind tricks. No, I don't wish But that. I'm That's also thinking like... about this, you know, what I was saying earlier in terms of people don't take their anti-racism work further. They, they kind of do it for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like it is a way to make themselves look good and when i say they i mean white people white people even non-black people of color it's like i'm talking about this because it's popular because if i don't say intersectionality or you know anti-racism these buzzwords privilege white privilege then then i will not be cool um there's no that's nothing really at stake for them to be talking about it right so and i feel like what i i noticed that the most when we start critiquing voting yeah because it doesn't it just like doesn't transfer over for them that this is a structure that is still founded on white supremacy because we're right. still in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you you knew that the country is founded on white supremacy, mm-hmm. then you should know that the institution of yeah. voting is also founded in white supremacy as well. Yeah. And if you have any understanding of the Electoral College, which is a racist institution, or voter suppression, you should maybe not be that excited about voting either but see it doesn't transfer which leads me to believe that your anti-racism work is just for you it's just self-aggrandizing and it's self uh fulfilling fulfilling but Mm -hmm. it's also it fulfill your pockets 
Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is a big... You can keep your job. You can keep mm-hmm. more people coming to your business. You, you can... will get invited totally. to these little dumb, stupid-ass things mm-hmm. at these magazines and yep. all these fake um, award systems and stuff like What we are really pointing to is that people just don't like black people for the most part. Yes. And if you are a dark-skinned black person, you really just... You could be the, you know, I prided myself on this. I'm so nice. You know, I'm so, mm-hmm. you know, funny. I'm funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm charming. I, these are things that are being told to me by people. Mm-hmm. So I'm developing this a part of my sense of Absolutely. self. Absolutely. Wow. Val- validation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not even coming up with things that I characterize myself as for mm-hmm. myself. I'm not defining myself or discovering myself mm-hmm. through my own mm-hmm. discovery or lens. I'm discovering myself through the um, affable traits that people say that they see in me. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming up with who I am. I'm having people, I'm having it told to me. That's so, mm-hmm. so, I don't, is pithy the right word? Could be. But I'm thinking because I'm reading this book that all of y'all need to buy immediately. Um, if you have any interest in doing any sort of sex ed work or you care about, if you want to learn more about slavery or anything like that, you should buy this book. It's called Sexuality and Slavery, Reclaiming Intimate Histories in the Americas. Um, Dana, Ramey Berry, and Leslie M. Harris. And why I'm pointing to this is that I was reading today about how um, enslaved people's really didn't have any sort of sexuality outside of whatever white supremacy said it was. Which was making... Making babies. Making babies. Uh, yeah. you, um, they use the word prostitute, but not... I feel like sex works. It's more like trafficking. Yeah. Trafficking, um, uh, promiscuous. It's just all of these derogatory things, right? Derogatory terms because white supremacy created Even sexuality. Even promiscuity is not inherently bad. Derogatory. Yes, it is in this sense. It is well, in this well, sense. In what way? If it is just, if it is just put on you as a black person, oh, they're, te- they're telling you you're permissive. Yes, because that's what I'm black. saying. Okay, yes, yes, with black yes. So there are through. just like these are the things. This is who you are. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, you know that I'm telling you who you are. So you saying that because we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but I feel like we haven't necessarily connected it to that. That is another layer of white supremacy, yeah. where even inside of even intracommunally inside. Right. Of a conversation around colorism, I still have to be what you th- who, who you say I am. Mm-hmm. I don't get to be pretty. I don't get to be beautiful, stunning, mm-hmm. um, and even those things. I don't. I, I don't get to be anything outside of what you say. But even the idea that I have to strive towards beauty and pretty yes. is also very constraining. Yeah. Right. You know, like people are many things. They don't need to be beautiful to be seen as worthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or that mm-hmm. even if you are beautiful, that, that, that beauty is, sub, is prescribed to certain people and not others. Totally. That Immediately beauty, prescribed. Yes. Immediately. Like it, people take be, that yes. shit being in the eye of the beholder. They take that old adage very seriously as in, mm-hmm. I'm looking at you and I get to deem whether or not you're beautiful. That's what I've always thought beauty is in the eye of the beholder meant. I'm beholder. I'm the beholder. But I'm saying that many people are the beholders and they all have the same agreement that Beyonce is beautiful. That's what I mean. (laughs) Is that beauty may be in the eye of the beholder, but a lot of y'all are beholding the same beauty standards. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So all I'm saying is that there is a... 
it's just all created inside mm-hmm. of white supremacy. I think maybe that is not pivy to say that because white, you know, beauty standards are, you know, rooted in white supremacy. But I think when we talk about colorism and how dark skin fat folks are not, you know, uh, uh, able to really create themselves beyond what the world says they are. Absolutely. That is directly linked to slavery. Yes. Like that is directly linked to how particularly people who were marked as black films were regarded. Yes. You know, so I'm just, but not even getting to decide for themselves what their gender identity no, or gender expression No, you is. don't get to be anything besides of service right. to this person to then make them look good for them to then bring because if you let me just use this as a this is my own this is no research to this okay this yeah. is my there is research about colorism mm-hmm. and about the advantages that light skinned people get yeah. but this is my own personal anecdote around light skinned folks yeah I have met very few light skinned folks who are sweet mm. who are nice yeah like immediately like oh my god how like gentle black fat films always nice yes I, even black to fat mass people as well Ooh. <laughs> yes to a fault <laughs> i hit myself in the face with the mic to a fault almost yes. Like you in particular will mm-hmm. put people ahead of yourself. You won't even think about yourself. Yeah. I got that from my mom who's a black fat femme. And yes. I got that from my mom who's a black fat femme. Yeah. So I think that we have to start getting that, you know, the person that we talk about most of the time is the colonized person. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important that we talk about the colonizing person. As yes. Well. I think that's more important <laughs> even at times yes. to talk about yes. and to posit. Yes. You know what the I mean? research is done around the colonized person, but not enough research is done around the colonizing person. Yes. And this is just a side note, but I think we should talk about this here. Trigger warning, sexual violence. But Ebony and I just recently watched the, I don't know, five episode documentary or the six Jeffrey of Jeffrey Epstein on Netflix. And, you know, I was really... I was tweeting about, I was live tweeting by myself because I was really beside myself that here is a white person who has, you know, for over 10 years, I think it was like 16 years, who has gotten away with blatant sexual violence with more than enough evidence to prosecute and every structure really supported him to continue doing the disgusting things he was doing, the harmful things he was doing. But there is, I've never been in a class, even within 16 years, I've graduated from grad school and there has been no mention I, I went to grad school for human sexuality that was what my master's is in yeah. not one class talked about how Jeffrey Epstein and how the white community really needs to work on how they are complicit in sexual violence or how police you know the institution of police mm-hmm. officers really needs to consider how they are complicit in sexual violence yeah. when we went to Georgia last year two years two ago, years ago they told girl. us that in Georgia in the state of Georgia there is over 30,000 rape cases that are still open that they haven't done anything with or that they don't have rape kits for they just won't investigate it so why isn't there any conversations in any institution at all that talks about how white people are having, you know, the white community, right? Yes. Which we'll talk about community too, because I'm right. like, why don't white people get 
placed inside of community. Yes. Are they just the whole thing or what? Why they're don't the they? Whites. They're the whites, but there's, there's always a black community, but never a white community. No. So my question is, is how come there's no, and I think that I may be answering my own question with that mm. is that there is no white community because as long as there's no white community, then they don't ever have to be held to account for no. anything. No, Yeah. No. It just, they're just the, all of it. They're the yes. base. They're the denominator. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that is ooh, I just I just got that from myself. Yeah. Damn. I'm yeah. gonna start saying white community as a I'm not gonna start saying nothing communal because white people don't strike. No, me no, as no, communal. but I'm gonna say it, but the thing oh, is Oh, you mean like but, but but the gag is, babe, is that they are not we have been put inside of community, the word community, mm-hmm. just as a these people essentially. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying these people, they say the black community. Yeah. It's no different. I don't what the hell is the community? What does that a look weird, like? Because we're seeing it, but we're seeing it mm-hmm. now as two people who black queer people who live in Brooklyn and people say black queer community. And we have a lot to say about that. Yes. So what does community look like? Every time I go and speak at a school, I ask them, have you been told that this is a community? And they say, yes. I asked, is it? Yeah. And they said, not really. Yeah. So even in a, a tiny place like a school, that's smaller than any, many communities yeah. would be, right? Yeah. 17,000 mm-hmm. people, 20,000 people. That's small. Mm-hmm. They're saying 13, what is it, 13, 14% of this country, black people are all one community. Does that make sense? Yes, well, it's like, assumed that the white, well... That we're all operating that, in the same ways that we're all... D- I, I don't, well, may, I do agree that it's assumed that white. Well, one, it's like I have to call black people a community. It's almost like saying it's a, like a pathologizing thing. Like mm-hmm. almost like you can name it. Mm-hmm. There, there's a problem with the black community. Yeah, there's a breakdown in the yes. way that so they you can, organize mm-hmm. themselves. Yes. Homophobia exists in the black, black community. community, but the white white people don't have a community. It's just assumed yep. that they are. Uh, this homogenized, yep. sort of not um, unraced, um, invisible group yep. that don't have to have, again, the same structures that a community would have. They don't have to have necessarily yeah. accountability. Yeah. They don't necessarily have to have um, people, you know, caring for one another, being accountable to one another, have some outer responsibility mm-hmm. for the larger community. They get to just live and be and not be beholden to one community or one container. They just get to do whatever they want. Yep. Because um, community to me means that I'm beholden to somebody. And yes. Somebody is beholden to me. Yes. And I'm accountable to somebody and somebody is accountable to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they get to be families. They get to they get the benefit of not being homogenized but while carrying on homogenization. Woo! They get to have all white quote unquote communities but nobody will call it all white communities they'll it's just, just say normal. it's a suburbs suburb. you know what I mean come so, on come on so yeah like but wow. your point being about that you know it was that that we as black people or black queer and trans people specifically we don't really get the benefit of the doubt that other people get um, mm-hmm. Even yes. light-skinned black people, we don't get that same level mm-hmm. of nuance and flexibility. And not even that we're asking for it, but I feel like our fear is that we do want to be able to do everything that white people do and get away with, with abandon. Yes. I think we think it'll work the same way for them when it's like we can't commit crimes in the same way that white people do. We also cannot vote in the same mm-hmm. devil you do, devil you don't, fucked up, um, deranged way that white people mm-hmm. um Think about yeah, electoral rationalized, politics. Do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. rationalized, you know, mm-hmm. somebody who is actively 
be is actively being accused of sexual assault. Our president yes. mm-hmm. had a sexual assault case pending. I believe it's still a lawsuit that's pending against Donald Trump, but it was pending since before he was even elected. Mm-hmm. Nobody looked at that and said, you know what? I think I don't want to um, elect somebody who may have sexually assaulted somebody. The gag about that is it's probably because you don't care or and you they didn't all have, And they all have. Exactly. It's actually very, pre- but it's actually very presidential. Yeah. I mean, yep. Thomas Jefferson, George, uh, I'm say George Clinton. Help me, Jesus. George, Washington. George Clinton. <laughs> oh, shit, I don't know what that nigga did. But I'm he just saying presidents. George Washington. Yes. <laughs> like, Abraham Lincoln. All of these people yes. participated in cattle slavery, so... And that's rape culture, yes, correct? Yes, it's not just rape culture. It is. It literally subsists off of rape. Yes. There's no way you that that could have it without it. Totally. So why then would I expect motherfuckers to vote for somebody, Joe Biden now, fast forward, who somebody said abuse, that, they, that that person abused them, mm-hmm. that Joe Biden assaulted them? Mm-hmm. Like you said, we live in abuse protection society. And that's a white person that's accusing him. Other white people don't give a fuck about that. Nope. They uh, care all those people that happened to Jeffrey Epstein. That's, that's like over thing. 300 survivors. Am I lying? No, it's probably more, more than, than that. that. Yeah, that's all those people. You mean to tell me that y'all didn't take Jeffrey Epstein down? And all and of them I was wish, white. And I wish white people would look at that and be like, damn, white supremacy is also impacting me. No, they only no. look at it after, you know, to be honest, this year. Like no, eight that's last, for real. April. Oh, when Trump was elected. Don't no, no, not that. even. Oh, yeah, Trump. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah. Yes, don't forget that. You know that. what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> never forget. You know, but that's even with the Jeffrey Epstein thing, like, I hear a lot of people say, well, how do I talk to white people, you know, about um, black-on-black crime, and how do I debunk mm. these violent things, um, ahistoric, like, not factual things that they say? And I'm like, you don't have to debunk it. Yeah. Just tell them, watch Jeffrey. They love watching shit. Mm-hmm. They didn't watch When They See Us and all the other yeah. shit. 13. They, tell them to watch this. <laughs> watch this. Watch the Jeffrey the Epstein watch- documentary. Hello. You'll see, like... There is you talking about white on white black on black crime, mm-hmm. but white people let whole sex trafficking rings of minors, whole pedophile rings go unseen, and they'll say things or not even unseen. They just won't ever tell anybody that it's happening. Nope. They'll have Bill Clinton all on the island lying, talking about he never mm-hmm. went, even though there's footage of him actually there for like some AIDS um, fundraiser or some shit. Like people literally and. Protect and protect and protect. And I don't even know if protect is the right Mm -hmm. word. It's just like protect can't be the right word Mm -hmm. for what they were doing. Mm -mm. But that's why, you know, I think I said this in our last podcast, but it's worth saying again, our last episode is that our friend Lorelai says that anti-racism work, a lot of it is just teaching, you know, uh, people to be human. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm teaching you how person. to speak up about something. Mm-hmm, the way mm-hmm. when white people are like, "What? How? What can I do?" It's literally like, "Teach me how to speak up about anything," next because I don't know what. Then some white person asks me, "What do I do?" I'm be like, "What did you see? Yeah. What's been going on? What's tea? Yeah, because I know it's something going on. I know you didn't probably took somebody's job at some um, organization where mm-hmm. a black person had that job and was fired unfairly mm-hmm. for what they was wearing. Or y'all are ostracizing the blacks, the only black yeah. employee. Yep. I know you work at some type of institution yep. or school where the janitorial staff and the food service workers is all mm-hmm. black, but everybody else is white. Say everybody it. else is white. Say everybody that. on the C-suite level, the executive suite, Say the that. CEO, CFO, COO is all white, but everybody else is the 
lower level staff, quote unquote, is all black. Say that. Or brown. Say and that. You see it all the time. Yeah. What they say on the train? Well, you see, see something, something. Say you something. You say something. <laughs> it works the same way, but the thing is what I'm getting they won't. about white people is that they don't want to. When I say something, the issue is not targeted. I am. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's always me that is saying something. Right. <laughs> like, right. why is it always on me to carry that? Well, that's the thing. That? We, we have to... I don't know. I think there's a big impulse for punishment of black people. Of course, we yes. all know where it comes from. But yes. it's so funny that the conversation around cancel culture is around punishing white people. Yes. That's when it only picks up steam and people are upset by it. And they say, oh, my God, mm-hmm. you know, they shouldn't be punished. Or if it's a mass person... They said, well, gee golly, you know, they should not be subject to that. And, you know, that I don't I think nobody is disposable, you know, Mm -hmm. even though nobody has ever brought disposability into the conversation. Mm -hmm. Of course, nobody who cares about another person not being harmed or the harm that was done to another person. Of course, that would tell you logically that that we that person don't think people are disposable. Mm -hmm. The person that's holding people to account, calling people out is the one that's trying to restore. Yeah. Um. And a part of that is letting people know what you did was wrong. Yeah. You know, with the whole conversation around, right, feminism, I feel like the emphasis on talking about white cis women and how complicit they are in forwarding white supremacy, I understand why that's important. But then I'm also like, why don't people talk about white cis men and name them in the same ways. Like, there's not a lot of critical theory around white cis men. Or mm-hmm. around, or literature There's around... not a lot of critical theory around white cis women, either. Yeah, but there's more analysis available. It ain't probably... There's more Bell Hooks talk about yeah, it. And, yeah, Angela and Davis. Angela, they, they speak about mm-hmm. that. So there is this um, sort of desire to, like, say, well, of course white cis men are horrible... Um, and here are the people that they all marginalize, but yet white cis women participate in their own marginalization at the hands of white cis men and also the marginalization of others. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I get that, but we don't be paying attention. That's why I think Jeffrey Epstein was able to do what he was able to do for so long. Why? Because, because he's his a, partner? No, well, no, just because Pete was partner too. Oh, because he's a white man. I don't think people oh, for like sure. care or they don't look It's patriarchy. It. It's like we have all this documentation about like Bear Stearns, which is like a money management firm, and Stephen Hoffenberger. Like people don't know these people's names. Bernie Madoff, like that might be the only name people know about white cis men who like committed like egregious white collar crimes that have stolen like billions of dollars from like everyday people, including everyday white people with no money. Well, think about it like this. There's a whole ass play Broadway show that costs over $600 to go to after a quote unquote founding father, which is just code for a colonizer, Mm -hmm. uh, a a settler, right? A a settler colonialist, Mm -hmm. right? That caused violence in just their settling in the United States. Then married someone, both married someone who, family owned slaves and (laughs) sold slaves for him him as well but there's a whole play about it and how he's an immigrant and they rap and and they rap in it called Hamilton so 
your confusion you don't really have confusion around this I do, it that, is a bit of confusion but white people especially white cis men get to rewrite who they are all the time I would even say that Joe Biden did that Joe, nobody was talking about Joe Biden when he was the vice president nope. nobody was coming for him then there's the ways that they're coming for him now and now he's running for president vice president is still a powerful role if nobody I'm not mistaken about but Anita all Hill, the, nope, he did to nope. her until recently no, and maybe they did but it wasn't as loud and no. And Joe Biden, all they talked about was Barack Obama and Joe Biden have like a love fest and some sort of homophobic compliment to their life or some yes. shit. So, well, that's my thing. It's like back full circle around what you're talking about the internet. And it's like, do people question mm-hmm. people on the internet? Do people want the same sort of fake anonymity yes. that white cis men get? Yes. That's why Lynn Manuel, you know, a white passing Latinx person. White person. Can't say white passing no more, everybody. White person. We, no, why we can't say white person? Is there black passing? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important to say name white passing. Why? Because it names your proximity. They're white. I don't know. They're white. Yeah. They're well, see, white. they're white and they being. Yeah. Well, that is what white is. They're That's just what white. white is. Sorry, white there's is no not... white passing. White passing means that you get to... You know, you get to sort of, you well, know, that's what he does. acknowledge your privilege. South, I'm from the Washington Heights and mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm cool and I'm Puerto yes. Rican. Yeah, and, and in Puerto Rico, they wouldn't be described as negrito. Yeah, but he would still be. But don't you, you like how um, migrant scribble, how, you know, they talk about mm-hmm. Latinidad. Like, yeah. you get to have that as a structure by its very nature is oppressive because you do get to be called Blanco, but you're the true Puerto Rican person, but the person from Louisa is not. Correct. They some other thing. Correct. That's some pushed to the outskirts of a mountain range Correct. that nobody think about and do not associate with Puerto Ricanness, but they associate Rosie Perez, J-Lo, and this nigga yes. as Puerto Rican. Yes. That is the representation. Is a very... I am white. A, it's a very white representation. Yeah, All of those people you named are white. White is not white is white is not an ethnicity. Puerto Rico Puerto Rican is ethnicity. Yes. White is race. Yes. And people are raced as something. Yes. So if you had a little kid go look at Lynn Manuel, they would say he's white. Yes. <laughs> you would but say you would say sense. you would say what color is Lynn Manuel? And they would say white. And then I say what color is Ebony? And you know what they would say? <laughs> mixed black and they're, they're not gonna say light Puerto Rican skin. I'm light skin <laughs> there's no way to look Puerto Rican true so okay. you have to erase it to say that you look Puerto Rican is erasing totally black Puerto Rican totally totally got it totally. okay I get that yes I totally so to be that. like oh you kinda get a tan you kinda look like you mixed that this but that's you Puerto that, Rican but, but that is the appeal of Hamilton though the Same appeal one. of Hamilton is the black and brown mm-hmm. cast. And mm-hmm. they are considering Lynn Manuel to be brown. They're I know. considering what did Tasha tell us is called colorblind casting. Our yes. friend Tasha, who um is a playwright and does theater mm-hmm. work, talks about, you know, that. Yeah. Where you are casting um black people or brown people in plays where the central figure or central figures are may have been white or written yeah. as white yeah um in order to i get i don't know what the purpose of it would be but i think in hamilton the purpose of it is to like you said rewrite history and now hamilton alexander hamilton is a, a immigrant which yes. he is not because 
he was born in the Caribbean, but because of the Constitution that was just newly written at the time, he was considered a wisest man and a therefore a citizen of the United States, mm-hmm. no matter where he lived or was born or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you see how voting, and you see how the country, this country I'm supposed to vote for, they got laws like that written into this document that is, is not really flexible and still hasn't changed and had to be amended mm-hmm. with a bill of rights in order to include other people. You see how I would really be sort of suspicious of what my vote might do to impact something like that, as mm-hmm. rigid as that? Back to what I'm saying. But it's like, because the appeal is that he is from, you know, Washington Heights and he cool yes. in Puerto Rican and he mm-hmm. rap and it's like, mm-hmm. buddy, I'm like, he wrote in the Heights. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like cool to white people. You know, yes. I mean? they like that type yes. of shit. And they Hamilton gets to be a good person again. Like, and it's, Thomas Jefferson win, is win. beautiful. Win win. Like he's also like one of he raps too. Thomas and, Jefferson is black, and I don't have to deal with him being looking like me and causing essentially assaulting a black. Ooh, fan, like, I don't have to look at that and really deal with my own shit. Oh my god, this is the best play ever. And it's guess what? Every single diversity and inclusion person looks like that is not black at an institution. Most of the time, Lin yeah. Manuel, J Lo, and Rosie Perez. In That's what they look like in a lot of ways <laughs> yeah that's what they ways. look like or they're just a diversity higher yes yes white supremacy you say all the time colorism was created inside of white supremacy done that's yes. evident yes. it's not a creation inside of the quote-unquote black community mm-hmm. no 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 that was a creation inside of the white community yes and white people created it, and white people hire lighter-skinned people all the time and they it doesn't change versus and on, that's who gets the funding yes for the billion 100 almost hundreds of million dollars 100 that that now is but my mm-hmm. point is like you just want to be Whitest men and anybody who looked like them, Lynn Manuel yes. included, nobody is. People did raise concerns. They did try to call out Hamilton. I don't know if I could say they no, called call it, they, out. they did more than call out Hamilton. They protested against his father, Lynn Manuel Miranda's father, because of his the colonization that he did or contributed to um, in Puerto Rico, yeah. and also Lynn Manuel. So yes. they did lots of call and outs of it. the country, right. through Which the United States is masters at. But colluding right. with politicians, yep. colluding States. with lighter skin Puerto Ricans yes. to make it look like it's a good idea without actually addressing the fact that all of that is ridiculous. Right. And so who you can say, I'm most impacted. Lynn Manuel, who does not live in the Heights, right, and who probably don't live in Puerto Rico, no right? <laughs> you know, who probably won't see the bear, the right? Or it. even if he does live in those places, he's very fucking rich. Yeah. So you don't have to. So people deal don't. That. The point is that people are not checking for mass people. Period. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because we we want to be I've said this before about wanting to be white but it's more sinister than that Mm -hmm. it's to the point where we do not associate whites whitest men with violence and crime yeah when you go and you ask people what are some stereotypes that come up about black cis men, you get the same stereotype. Every ghetto, time. violent crime, big dick, da da da, sexual, <laughs> uh, thug, da da da, ghetto crime, uh, scary, aggressive. You get the same thing on loop. Yep. You know, when I go into a car dealership, when I go into any place, yes. And I'm being viewed as, well, some, if I ain't getting misgendered, then I'm being viewed as like some semblance of a somebody who is masculine and yes. when that happens I get mixed results no matter where I go 
So it's like, it could either be like, what's up, nigga? It's good. Or I'm, you know, fuck you. Like, what you doing over here? Or it's yes. like, you don't have no money and you're aggressive. Yes. You're going to do something yeah. here. You know, or that you don't belong here. Yeah. You know, so I think that would be enough for people to say, you know what? I want to be a part of this structure that says I can sexually assault somebody and nobody will pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can mass traffic human beings, children. Nobody will really pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't want the existence of getting away with things? Period. Period. <laughs> yes. And a lot of it, you know, I don't think it's that egregious. I don't think people want to necessarily get away with those things that no, are no, that specific horrible. Thing, no. Yes, I just want to be yes, mindful no, of no, that. No. But I'm saying some people do though. Some people do though. Some people do though. Even if it, because Some those people, it's smaller... just the idea of getting away with things. Period. Yes. I can have a GoFundMe and say that it's going into a nonprofit when really I'm just keeping it for my fucking self. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going anywhere. I'm gonna do the bare minimum. Some people will get a benefit of this nonprofit existing, but for the most part, I'm just gonna be wealthy. Me, the CEO, mm-hmm. which is all nonprofits for the most part. So again, it's that you know we're th- we're saying. You want to call yourself an anti-racist, but you won't contest institutions. Yes. You won't have a conversation. You won't be like, wait a minute. You, you're calling. You're a nonprofit. So where's your money go? Why don't people ask that question? <laughs> Why is the trust just given? You know what I mean? And I think yeah. the trust is just given in the same ways that you say you just want to be able to get away with it, too. So if you contest it, then you can't continue working at your nonprofit or you're going to have a hard time doing it. Or you, when you go to start one or the money that you've given to Sean King or whatever, now you feel bad about it. Yeah. You feel and guilty. And you don't want nobody asking you shit about nope. it either. Nope. So you stay quiet. Or you defend the person when yes. you, that you see that other yep. people are criticizing yep. them. When you see one person yep. criticizing them, but you yep. got a chorus of support for somebody like Sean King, you trash the one person that's speaking out. Yep. The person with three followers. Yep. Or only 200 or 2,000 followers. Yep. Who is actually coming up against yeah. that? Hey, I have receipts here. And, you know, I used to work for Sean King. And, you know, they said, well, don't trust that publication of that article. Yeah. Even though the people who used to work for Sean King said, well, probably, you know, nobody would really kind of take it because of how much proximity to white people and, you know, whiteness he has. And he may, you know, whatever the case may be, people like him. So I'm going to give it to the Daily Beast. I'm going to give it to whoever I'm going to Whatever case may be, it become about them and who they chose to get an yeah. article to when they wrote the yeah. shit. Yeah, it's now just every can... reason. It's <laughs> the same as Jeffrey Epstein. I'm sorry, it's the same. Oh, there's no way he's committing those crimes in Palm Beach. He oh, me. he has a million dollar, seventy-seven million dollar home on the Upper East Even Side. Even the way they talked about he, it. He, oh, he's Charming. so attractive. And where? <laughs> they say the same thing about what's the the fool Not in Harvey Florida? Washington. No, the um, serial killer. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey, oh, he's so attractive. And tra- Y'all better. But all of that is inside of know that white people write the stereotypes for everybody else. They get to write their own narrative. Yeah. They get, to, white women get to be um, innocent and yeah. uh, victims. Yeah. And they don't ever get to be responsible or have to be responsible for the fact that they enslave people in this country. Yeah. For the fact that I think, and I think the, the point has also been made separate for me, but that the suffrage movement was for them to not be treated like enslaved people. Yeah. To be like, wait a minute, 
white men y'all are get wait y'all are gonna leave us back here with these black people yeah i'm gonna have power with you too yeah that was the whole focus of that and still to this day there is all of this fear around black people and white women really showing their asses around it which i'm grateful for i'm i'm, I'm sorry that it's happened to people what? but i'm 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 grateful for the fact that white but people are waking up to white women because for so long they were just protected you're sorry i'm yeah. not saying that i'm happy that the incidents where people have been harmed yeah, has happened i'm just happy that now there is an uh, almost like a national discourse i'd say or or a large discourse around the violence that white women perpetuate because for so long I, i'm so i can there's honestly in you know in the in working in nonprofits, you work with mostly femmes or people who identify <clears throat> as women so you don't work with a lot of cis men so but my experience with, with working with white women has been horrific as it has been the case with the white cis men totally. that you work for. But that's a given for me. That's but a given. it's not a given for the world. And that's why I feel like this national discourse around white feminism and around white people, white cis women I don't women's know about that, babe. I don't know because white women talk about white cis men too. No, they don't name them. They don't even be talking about them being cisgender right. and the, the, the privileges that You're being right. cisgender even garners. You're right. That's why I'm going to make it my mission. It's also like people connect. We always think about Charles Manson and Jeffrey Dahmer and those sort of egregious um, examples of white cis male violence. Mm -hmm. Um, We think about those things on a large level, but we're not thinking about the white cis male um, uh, CEOs or nonprofit executive directors. And it's not connected. Thinking about James Cass, uh, the the executive director of Youth Speaks, people whose name yeah. he won't even they, they won't even say James's name. Jeff Bezos. They don't Jeff say Bezos, his name. Nobody is saying these people's name and uh, and and associating with them the anti blackness that they perpetuate, mm-hmm. that the wrong and the harm that they've done to people. Mm-hmm. That's the only way they have that. Maturity. They are cool. They're mm-hmm. nice. This is a local mm-hmm. Bay Area person, but not that. Lo- I mean, he got opportunities from HBO and all this other shit. Like, mm-hmm. not talking about the the children and the youth that were under his mm-hmm. sort of supervision in some sense. Yeah, the black people, the 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 few of us who even worked at You Speak. Can you say what You Speak is? You Speak is a, a literary non literary arts nonprofit in the Bay Area well known and it was founded I think in part by a white cis man James Cass and I used to work there and I was a recipient of the services I was a youth there and I contracted for them and it was you know all you were more than a recipient of the services you were the reason why they even had money in the building because of your 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 poems they they poverty yes (laughs) you know but then they pick and choose who they choose who the youth poets who they choose to elevate what do they look like they look like cisgender mass or mass people and what does their color look like probably black uh more than that and also lighter skin you. and things like Thank that you. nature that's also you not named I mean? and they also have educational privilege or yeah. whoever they can pimp out into the world mm-hmm. um you know they'll do that you know um and they also look like non-black people of color yeah the closest Uh, white people mm -hmm. can get to white to using a person that looks white has white phenotypes has white character whatever Mm -hmm. you know has white politic Mm -hmm. they're gonna use them (laughs) but we don't talk about the non-profit sphere we don't talk about not enough we we associate the non-profit sphere in and non-profit eds you know with white cis women and that that's normal because of the numbers yeah i'm sure there are a lot of white cis women who 
are the heads of nonprofit organizations um, that don't employ black and brown people in high numbers. Yep. I'm sure that is the case. Yep. But as is the case with most industries, they are dominated by white cis men. Yep. And nobody blinks. Nobody blinks. Even Insecure, I was so hurt to see that the one of the music supervisors, I think the main one of the main music supervisors, um, for this last season is a white person. Mm-hmm. And there is no quote-unquote white music on Insecure. Yep. So I'm I'm conf- I'm not confused by it. Yeah. But then again, it also gets on my nerves because I'm like everybody is looking elsewhere except at white cis men, and mm-hmm. I think that's strategic. I think that's all a part of the plan. I think what happens is that we're is that people are like, well, you know, they're gonna do what they do. It's almost like give up. Like there's like a giving up around it. But then my my I'm gonna move pivot you into a conversation. So what do you do about it? Do you cancel them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what is is cancel culture mm-hmm. a thing no why do you say that because and why do people make it a thing then um because it's white people being indicted in the court of public opinion about things that they did before mm-hmm. or that they're currently doing that are just coming to light yeah. um and it's happening in a way that they feel will threaten their um financial professional and personal prospects in life um and but there's really no such thing as canceling because it don't really happen Mm -hmm. you know just because somebody get they i can't think like you raised before i can't think of one white person who's gotten canceled and i think anybody else if tasked with finding out who that is they're gonna have a hard time Mm -hmm. i can't think of one and I don't know what the parameters of cancellation are. I don't even know where the word came from. I yeah, I would really like, love to know where it came word, from. I think it was just, it might even be A-V-E, or I think maybe... Oh, you're canceled. I do think yeah, that. Yeah, like do. black uh, queer people uh, came up, black queer and trans people likely came up with it as some type of terminology. It probably was just a joke, honestly. Yeah. Um, and it's still, in a way, a joke. Um, it's in the oh it's wikipedia the act of canceling also referred to as cancel culture a variant of the term call out culture describes a form of boycott in which an individual usually a celebrity who has acted or spoken in a questionable or controversial manner is boycotted now i'm already perplexed by the definition because where they get questionable where they get questionable and controversial is bizarre to me yeah racism is neither questionable questionable nor nor controversial controversial. it is just harmful it's violent Mm -hmm. so the again it's it's still deadly deadly. transphobia same Mm -hmm. homophobia same so it's just all up for debate Mm-hmm. for this yes. <laughs> even the definition of cancel culture doesn't actually hold anybody doesn't actually cancel anybody and ain't nobody was, got boycotted <laughs> no one who got boycotted the only people i can think of are black people yeah. <laughs> i can't think of no Chimamanda, they was trying to Chimamanda, Chimamanda has probably i think written another book but that's yeah. but again mm-hmm. i don't think people get canceled until they are gone you mean the ultimate cancellation yeah martin luther king Malcolm X, uh, essentially Fannie Lou Hamer, Fannie Lou Hamer, like all have Ida B. Wells. They have all been canceled because yes. of the who they were, yes, uh, and what they stood for, yes. Right, so that's the ultimate. Cancellation. And I would even say black people in general, considering our bodies weather over time due to racism, um, the trauma that we carry due to slavery. Like yeah. I feel like black people, police brutality, maternal mortality. Like I feel like black people can get canceled. 
period, yeah. uh, regardless of what we say or what we don't say. Yeah. So this kind of colonizing of cancel culture is really just another way for white people to cover up what you've done, which mm. makes me think that there is no opportunity for you to grieve or for you to sit with what you did. Like, it's just a resistance to it. There's always, like... There's always something you can do to keep yourself from it. Mm -hmm. A suburb is another way to keep yourself from actually dealing with that there are inner cities where people don't even have enough money to eat. Yeah. You can just live in your suburb and never leave it. You yeah. know you can live in a suburb and never leave it? Yeah. Go to work outside the suburb, go back to the suburb, eat at the shopping center, go back home. Like You yes. don't ever have to go into an inner city. Mm -hmm. So I feel like... And deal with that. The only way you're able to live in a suburb is that an inner city exists. Well, I'm and I'm mm -hmm. saying like the emotion part because I just feel like cancel culture insulates white people from ever having to feel anything. Now, what about when the other cancel... than greatness? <laughs> right. Now, what we're saying is that the origin of cancel culture, while white people are not the only people who are subject to quote unquote being canceled, whatever the fuck that is, fake thing is what we're saying is that they are the normally the focus, mm -hmm. but they are not the only people who are subject to it. So what happens when the subject of cancellation is a black person? What does it look like? What does it look like? <laughs> what, does what do it look you mean? Like? I think if it's honestly, if it is not resulting in death, it is not cancellation. What's the definition of call out? The act of canceling also referred to as cancel culture, a variant on the term call out culture describes a form of boycott in which an individual, usually a celebrity who has acted or spoken in a questionable or controversial manner is boycotted. That was on point. That was, that was impressive. <laughs> you sound like a damn uh, the translator or something for a YouTube video. Yeah. Yes, for you the animal like, show. Yes, that was very <laughs> impressive. You. Sound like an e documentary, a sorted hey. So okay, but you will be interested. So you've talked about this before, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts because you've talked about this. The ori the or the origin the origin of cancel culture. The term has been credited to black black Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, now black you people. have said that mm -hmm. black people need to stop putting all the trade, <laughs> gym, the trade mm -hmm. secrets on the internet because it happened. I guess it started to originate around Bill Cosby, Michael Jackson, Roseanne Barr, and Louis C.K. People, people, people like. were like, let's cancel them, but they all have done something violent, horrible, or racist. Oh, they mean cancel as in like a show. I think that's what they mean. We canceling them. Like, them people with shows, ain't they? Bill, Michael Jackson don't really have no they, show. Or, or a concert. Or something. Yeah. I, I, it was really meant entertainment-wise. Yes, yes, I think so. Yeah, like a I playoff think so. that, like, we But it also them. was like, you got, like you, you're you done. Canceled, like, yes. Roseanne Barr, you need to be you're taken canceled. off of Roseanne. That's what and happened. you're canceled. Yes, yes, that's what happened. She was yes. taken off. So is that a bad thing? That's my question to people who are not a um, proponent of call out or cancel call. Is that a bad thing that Roseanne was taken off? But this is the thing, though. <laughs> this is the thing, though. That show but sucks. they say, but they say that it's not abolition. <laughs> <laughs> it starts to be connected to abolition. It's punitive. It's punitive. <laughs> it's punitive. But what a lot of people have been saying is that. It is not punitive, nor, uh, nor like a, it's not, uh, what, what am I trying to say? It's not against abolition to have consequences. No. <laughs> it isn't. 
Especially when you're in, when we have a system where even when you don't commit a crime, quote unquote, or when you don't do something questionable or wrong, or in fact, you're trying to do something right, quote unquote, maybe you are met with consequences. Yes. You're met. You say you speak out against somebody. You say that somebody did something to somebody. Somebody assaulted somebody. Somebody was racist at your job um, or that this company is stealing money or this nonprofit. When you speak out about those things, they had to call it something called whistleblowing. Yeah. There's a name for speaking yep. out. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? Ain't- Excuse my ableist language. Ain't that something? Yeah. There is a name mm-hmm. for calling things out mm-hmm. that predates call out and yeah. cancel. And that's called whistleblowing. Whistle mm-hmm. That's called whistleblowing. So people don't want you to whistleblow. No, because what happens when you whistleblow, you'll end up like the person who whistleblew about um, Watergate in the Nixon administration, mm-hmm. which was a black person who died pretty much you know, earlier than he should have and also with little to no money. Yeah. So there is no protection for people who call out, who yeah. hold to account. Um, so how can that, how can we skip ahead to in a world where we can imagine no punishment um, or we can imagine um, a lack of consequences when we can't even have a world that is just as it is. Mm. It's no justice here yet. Yeah. We've gone to abolition and we've skipped people who are doing right or doing Speaking up for themselves and for others, getting punished. We haven't dealt with that. Yeah. Them meeting untimely deaths and them being killed as a result of their actions. Yeah. Doing the things that are going to benefit others. Yeah. But yet, motherfuckers who do constant wrong all day, we have to now think of and imagine a whole brand new world where they are no longer disposable in yeah. order to teach people people aren't disposable. Yeah. When when somebody whistleblows around a corrupt, and they're disposed And they're of. disposed of. Yeah. The conversations around cancel don't come up. Yeah. The conversations around abolition on the internet right now have been very centered around Breonna Taylor. Yeah. And the police officers, um, Jonathan Mattingly, Brett um, Hankinson, oh. and Miles Cosgrove. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who murdered Trigger when I, you know, I apologize for saying that, you know, just so blatantly. And I'm also saying it blatantly for a reason. Um, who murdered Breonna Taylor for no reason in cold blood and who had no justification for doing so. Mm -hmm. So now we want to say if and prominent people on the internet and people who are mostly academic people are saying, you know, if anybody is calling for the arrest of Breonna Taylor's, um, the police who killed Breonna Taylor, you're not an abolitionist and that's not abolition. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So now we're ta- not talking about how mm-hmm. these three people mm-hmm. shot one person, yep. one black film for no reason, Go but now we talking abolition. about abolition. Mm-hmm. So the conversation is now completely derailed from any sense of consequence. Yep. Not even consequence, but any sense of these people did this. Yep. Sometimes they don't even say their names. They don't say Brett mm-hmm. Hankinson, Miles mm-hmm. Cosgrove, and um whatever the other motherfucker name is. Mm-hmm. They don't even say the names. Mm-hmm. Daniel all. Carmen. Daniel <laughs> they, they don't say Daniel Cameron's name. Cameron. The black cis man attorney general who is declining to prosecute these officers mm-hmm. in so many words. He said Beyonce even fucking Beyonce ain't gonna get me to fucking do it mm-hmm. is what he said. Mm-hmm. He called Beyonce out. Wouldn't you call that a call out? Oh what did he say? He said I I'm not gonna be pressured 
by letters from Beyonce. He literally said Wow. That. So... Okay, let me just get the names right. Jonathan Mattingly, Brett Hankinson, and Miles Cosgrove. You did it right. You did it right. So ain't nobody... Yes. You know what I mean? But they're talking about who an abolitionist, who's not. Mm-hmm. And how we live in a punitive society and how if we want that society to change, we mm-hmm. need to listen to people who've been incarcerated and them talk about what abolition means to them. The people who are incarcerated... In San Quentin jail, in San Quentin Penitentiary, one of them in California, and are not being treated for COVID-19, which is spiking in California prisons. Yep. Those people don't get to weigh in on the internet conversations. They don't get to have internet. Mm-hmm. So they don't get to weigh in. A lot of them don't get to have internet access to it. Mm-hmm. To where they can weigh in Debate. all night and day mm-hmm. on what should happen to people. Even people who are innocent of crimes that they are spending time or have spent time for mm-hmm. they don't get to have conversations about abolition yep. we, when 13 came out or when when they see us came out people saw my abolition but not with the full force that they are talking about it when a black femme of size was murdered yeah now skin. it dark skin now mm-hmm. everything gets to be about this newer world we need to imagine mm-hmm. and the line in the sand mm-hmm. about abolition and who's an abolitionist mm-hmm. or not needs to be drawn mm-hmm. i read an article about, um that one of the prominent abolitionists um i believe her name is mariam uh kaba mariam kaba wrote mm-hmm. and in it i didn't see any defense of police officers i didn't see one hint Mm -hmm. of police sympathy around what they necessarily need she's talking about the i believe their pronouns are she they or she her they're talking about the failings Mm -hmm. of the system that do not hold police officer account but that also allow them mostly white cis men to continue to kill people Mm -hmm. black people with impunity yeah it's not saying you ain't an abolitionist you ain't an abolitionist saying none of this shit works yep the system that we are supposed to be abolishing doesn't work and it, the police officers in it are not necessarily redeemable inside of this this system, mm-hmm. this carceral punitive system. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the focus. Not people saying, I really feel hurt and I think they need to get their ass beat or something XYZ needs to happen to them. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't even be living. Mm-hmm. Or they need to go to jail. Mm-hmm. The people who are saying that are people who are most likely to be harmed, who are mostly the subject and targets of the carceral system. Mm-hmm. Those are other black people who are now being policed around what justice means for three white people who kill a black person. Mm-hmm. Where They're the family policed. is not getting all the information. No. The mom, Breonna Taylor's mom, asked for the warrant and the police officers couldn't even give it to her. They didn't. They yeah, they didn't. Have. But they didn't. They said it got lost in the shuffle. How get lost in the shuffle? But y'all went into her house. So are the people who <laughs> did who wrote no injuries on her um, on the police report mm-hmm. or who lost the warrant in the shuffle? Should they be punished? What consequences should they meet? Or should in an imagined mm-hmm. a world of abolition, where should I place them? Mm-hmm. And why is me as the black ass person who, if I go to jail, ain't nobody going to give a shit. Nope. But my mama, you and my family mm-hmm. and some of my friends. But for the most part, ain't nobody going to be hollering abolition on my, they're going to be like free, free air probably. <laughs> but at the same time, it's not going to be no whole online debate mm-hmm. about the merits of, of what black people are saying 
the the merits of this system that don't exist or what black people are saying like there's not going to be a debate about that yeah i mean <laughs> i feel like this brings it full circle because i really just again i said white people or white supremacy really guides people inside of these you know what they deem as important mm-hmm. right even in police brutality the names we know are deemed inside of what white people find mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. or what white people say they're gonna get you know centered around mm-hmm. george floyd has received their family has received countless donations and care and their family has received money from celebrities to institutions brianna taylor's family has not received received the same no not Nina to the Pop- level they Nina yep. Pop's family has not received the same. Ryan Milton has not Remy received Fels. the same. Yep. No. Why not? Right. Why not? Right. Because this is all about white folks making themselves important with this quote unquote anti-racist work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I say quote unquote because I feel like at that point you're no longer doing anything no. but making yourself look good. Mm-hmm. So a debate on the internet that is about you're not an abolitionist but you are but you're not is all inside of a white supremacist rhetoric of I'm doing this to make myself look good. Or I'm doing it better than you. Yes. I haven't capitalism. even seen capitalism. Yes. I, who is doing more productive hey, here we go. inside of that and it's who's also doing like, it the best who's doing it the best but over somebody's body yeah who is not here yeah i think people it's like you police and yeah, and it's pain. multiple people's bodies right so because i think yeah. that you can't think that daniel cameron and uh, these fucking police officers this is their first offense yeah you can't think that yeah this isn't the first time they've done this or they've hurt anybody right this isn't the first time it's just not it's never the first time and it's like policing black people's pain Mm -hmm. inside of their subjugation yeah telling black people how to respond to a murderous genocidal state telling Mm -hmm. them what they should be thinking Mm -hmm. or what philosophical or ideological lines Mm -hmm. they should be crossing what books and Mm -hmm. essays they should be reading as they respond to genocide that's not abolition that's policing that's policing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i don't understand why people are doing that if you're saying that we need to imagine a world where people don't get punished. Yep. That's all you on you shaming. Yep. Remember the whole online shaming? I just don't, I think where my head goes is, you know, there's a tweet that's pretty viral at this point. That was like, shout out to the, um, you know, enslaved folks that slaughtered their slave masters. Mm -hmm. Nobody went under that post. And I haven't read all the comments obviously, but nobody went under that post and was like, this is not abolition. Like, what? You think that they were supposed to have a conversation about abolishing slavery with their slave owners? Like, what? how do you think that would have gone? That's how they talk about abolition. That's like, how they it was t- a lot of nice white people yeah. and Abraham Lincoln. That's and how they, they talk about and it. And then Juneteenth, They you were know, abolitionists. They went to go mm-hmm. Juneteenth. They went all the way to Texas. It was so remote. That's why slavery was able to continue. And they, the whites, they went all the way over there and they freed us and now we free instead of it being actual armed resistance by black people in texas mm-hmm. and that is how that happened yeah that's how that actually black people had to enforce it through violent means that they had to enforce abolition 
mm-hmm. through violent means themselves in order to be quote unquote freed yeah. and to free other black people. Yeah. But we don't hear about that because again, I think it's also this abolition conversation might be inside of like some nice nigga stuff. Like Say where more. I want to be, I, you know, I'm the one who is trying to make sure that it's peace. Yeah. You know, black people have to be, we, no, we can't, don't loot, don't do that. Like yes. we have to be peaceful the protests mm-hmm. got to be peaceful. Yeah. You know, we're not responding to genocide. We're we are doing a peaceful protest. Yes. And it has it's to gonna have a meeting. And the people who aren't peaceful, fuck them. Yeah. I'm not like them. Yes. The people who's talking about arresting it's very, these bitches, it's a very I'm not like them. binary structure to something that is so complex. There's so many I don't even know how many uh layers of uh, you know, dealing with I'm thinking of a damn I'm thinking of lemonade, the stages of grief. <laughs> but all the layers, you know, it's not just two. You know, it's not anger and sadness. It's not two. It's, you know, there's, uh, you know, grief just looks a lot of different ways. Yep. So if your grief looks like you want to pop off, regardless of what the violence is, I think you should be able to do that. I don't think you should have somebody come and talk to you and be like, well, you know, like you could actually not do that and do, you know, conversations with the police to have them and be defunded. And-, and what are your thoughts on this idea of restorative and transformative justice? Restorative? Because that is what they are positive. They say the police officer, Derek Chauvin, need community care. Actually, with Derek Chauvin, I think it was pretty unilateral that Derek Chauvin no. should be arrested. Interesting. Yeah, Derek Chauvin killed the blackest man. I think it was unilateral that that you know arrest. You know, we're doing it so that he could be arrested and held to accounting, so that justice could be served. But Breonna Taylor's murder is oh well, it's all in there, and you know, it's all left for debate. And yeah. you know, maybe we need to have some restorative justice um, practitioners on the ground helping her family. You know, mm-hmm. deal with the fact that nobody cares. Um, that they're not getting the answers that they need um, from the murderous police force that of course wouldn't give them the answers that they need because they sanction that person's family members and child's murder. I think people don't understand that restorative justice is actually a very challenging process. I yeah. think they think it's easier perhaps mm-hmm. than the, uh, it, it's it's a um, I guess a more beautiful or easy experience than the carceral system. Mm. Um, and I just don't think that that's necessarily the case. Yeah. I mean, people are managing restorative justice, just like people are managing the carceral system. Yeah. Um, and people, even though they're trained in restorative justice, still have their biases that they project onto people. Yeah. And if you are doing a restorative justice process in community with other people, that person has a relationship with that person that harmed you. Mm-hmm. Then how does that, what, what does then that look like? Yeah. How do you manage? Do you, do you call in a restorative justice practitioner from out of the state? Can you afford that? Can they be, can they actually hold space for you? Do you want to work with them? Like, it's just, I feel like there's still, I don't have a problem with it. I think restorative justice and transformative justice is definitely possible and can work. I just think that people are kind of slapping it as if that is not an extensive ass process. It can be incredibly painful. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As a person, you know, that has been harmed or that has in and has experienced sexual violence in, in particular also has experienced people who have been through the carceral family members who have gone through Mm -hmm. the carceral system it, I can't, I don't know, you know, to be, 
I feel like restorative and transformative justice puts a lot of labor on the folks who have been harmed. Yeah. And I don't think the carceral system is, is any different. Yeah. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of labor put on you to, you know, work through your feelings or go visit or be there for them and put some money on their books or, you know, talk to them about what they're doing. And this, I'm not saying it as a family mm. member of someone, this is not as a survivor of someone who's there, but as a survivor of someone, you know, of I don't know that I want to and it's usually on the survivor to bring have want restorative justice Mm -hmm. so I don't know that I would want that you know the person that abused me I I didn't I'll tell you frankly I didn't care what happened to them yeah I just, I didn't care. And I think that that needed to rock, but I felt really bad for how I felt. Yeah. (laughs) But I didn't receive no apology. I didn't receive no, hey, I feel bad for that. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm going to go to therapy. Hey, I'm going to go take care of myself. Oh, you want to do restorative? That's never that. Yeah. There's never that. So I just think that there's a lot of labor on survivors. I think people take for granted how pain feels. I think that. I think people don't, even with the whole cancel call-out culture situation, it's usually white people being like, well, don't do that, you know, Mm -hmm. don't cancel them, and this is so bad that y'all are doing this, you know. I don't know if people know, like, the experience of having something racist or transphobic said to you. Yeah. And what that do to your mind, you know, and how you carry that. Um, Having, being fired or terminated unfairly, um, by a white person um, for something that you never did yep. or them not giving you a promotion because you spoke out about something or having your livelihood threatened just by virtue of being a black trans person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people get the bare, the bones of that. No. Like the bare bones. Like I'm not even talking about on the intellectual. I'm resisting the urge to intellectualize that. Like things that have happened to me come up for me till this day. Things that happened yes. to me years ago. Yes. And I don't really even know, like, what, you know, going to eviction court with my mom, like, you know, at 24, you know, and having the, the whitest man lawyer say, y'all, you know, essentially say, you're lucky, you know, that you didn't get evicted today. Somebody um, got evicted and they said they were going to trigger warning and commit suicide. You know, having that wow. person say that to me, you know, while I'm watching my mom cry, like, crazy things you know excuse me um just very um hurtful but Mm -hmm. her does not even fully encompasses that word and there wouldn't Mm -hmm. and and my thing about restorative justice that Mm -hmm. i I, if y'all could correct me write to me if i'm wrong but restorative justice seems to me all in the carceral system they operate they respond to the same things Mm -hmm. There, where is the restoration for you around that particular situation? Yeah. Are you are you able to call a restorative justice practitioner and be like, "Hey, this person said this to me, and it was harmful, mm-hmm. and it was violent. Can we enter in a restorative justice process?" And mm-hmm. they'll do it, right? Like, I just feel like the situation has to be so egregious most of the time to the point where anything happens. I have seen whole ass activist communities, activists organizing spaces, not do shit when people are harmed. And they are the same people who claim that restorative justice is something they're going to be doing. (laughs) And I have seen the harm just continue until somebody with a lot of followers had to hold them to account. Yeah. But, so I don't know. I, I feel like restorative justice transform takes a lot of trust <laughs> and, and trust in people and trust in humanity. And I have to say that I don't know that I'm there. 
I don't know that I'm there. That's the thing is like you don't have to be there. Mm -hmm. I think people take for granted that sometimes the consequence is restorative justice for a person who's been harmed, who gets to decide that. Is that what they want? Yeah. And is the person who is harmed we're going to take a bet or to, or give them the benefit of the doubt in forward in their humanity that they're going to respond well to community care. Yeah. That Derek Chauvin is, could, could say, you know what? Or other white people who don't do nothing to who, who didn't say, you know, my brother, Derek or my cousin, or, you know, I knew Derek from a long time ago or Amy Klobuchar say, you know, I, I saw Derek Chauvin. Um, I saw that he had a lot of complaints in that he actually killed somebody. Um, is it possible that, you know, to take, him off of the force. These are the same white people that we're saying supposed to be a part of a community that cares for this person. Mm-hmm. Are they fit to the task? Mm-hmm. Or do they need community care to get them in the position to actually care for another white person and hold them to account? That has They have no idea what a community even is. So, again, yeah. going full circle. Yeah. So, what is the person whose harm supposed to do? Am I supposed to wait till you care for Ooh. to feel healing like what you know what I mean like what is that supposed to do so I think what we're and why are we to... start doing community care after violence has happened yeah why is it community care just embedded right now well people is can... it the assumption that there's no violence unless it's, you see it happening or well, that it's happened well the people could argue that it's no community care because we live in a punitive system that needs to be eliminated no I'm saying mm-hmm. that community care is is almost like uh I, we could do community care to Derek Chauvin uh-huh why not just put community care in right now? Right. So there is no Derek Chauvin created. Yes. Is my point. Yes. Why does Derek Chauvin need community care after he has harmed someone? Right. Why not just do community care across the board? Well, I also think if I know a lot of people, I have a lot of, um, you know, I have friends and people that I know and family members who've been to jail, but people that I know are in jail for life mm-hmm. and nobody once said or had, there was not, they did not, um, get the benefit of probably like a really academic or ivory tower conversation mm-hmm. around abolition for them. Yeah, they didn't get the benefit of that. They got they went to jail, they went to trial, and that was it. Yeah, I know people who didn't who were actually found innocent or found non guilty of a crime, but yet they had to wait four years to even have a trial. Yeah, where's the care for them for the system that harms that is the system now? Yeah, wow. getting community care. For having uh, where people can be damn near on on in prison indeterminately until they're able to get a trial for something that they didn't even do after they finally go to trial. Yeah. Can you get the four years back? So what we're pointing to, I think, with cancel culture and call out culture is that we live in, like I said before, we live in an abuse protection culture. Mm-hmm. We don't actually live in a cancel or call out culture. Nope. We don't, we, we have evidence. We don't really have much evidence that people are actually canceled and called out, but we do have a lot of evidence that people are abused yeah, and that people that who part. abuse people are usually protected in some form or fashion. That part. JK Rowling still has her job people still and publishing contract. She hasn't crime? received no publishing, um, had no publishing Explain contract. what she did. She was transphobic. Multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah. And like affirms her transphobia. And then did a whole letter with all these other white authors about how cancel culture is wrong because they have different opinions. Yeah, white people say that a lot. Oh, you know, I don't have to agree with you. I've even had a black person say this to me. You know, they don't have to agree with you when Mm -hmm. something, you know, racist happened. They don't have to agree with you. I'm like, 
It's not a matter of agreement. What did James Baldwin say? Uh, James Baldwin didn't say that. Son of Baldwin said that. Oh, yeah. are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, okay. We'll yeah. say the quote anyway. Um, <laughs> we can have a difference of opinion. I'm paraphrasing. Yes. We can have a difference of opinion, but when your difference of opinion impinges on my humanity, then that's when we have a problem. Yes. When your difference of opinion is intended to be oppressive or is oppressive just by its very nature, then that's a problem. Yeah. That's no longer a difference of opinion. Yeah. You know, so I think we live in a culture that protects people who are abusive and the number one abusers who people the really the the forefathers the founding fathers of abuse are whitest men yeah and i think in many ways we see this desire to um coddle them and not hold them to account we just see that on full blast with this cancel call out culture shit Mm -hmm. it's not real it's not real the people who get canceled is black people that's it the black people that you don't even see don't even know the Mm non-celebrity black people Mm -hmm. when they trying to get a job or they trying to buy a car or they trying to buy a house yeah or when they trying to eat or they trying to get an apartment yeah or you see how car yeah you see how quickly they get canceled out the process Mm -hmm. when they want trying to get a promotion Mm -hmm. when they trying to call somebody out for assaulting somebody i just think it's it's very much rooted in privilege if a white person were to ever say they've been canceled it's just you where you were able to get another job i mean i'm sure amy cooper will be able to get a job Mm -hmm. in no time Mm -hmm. i'm sure she still lives in that apartment wherever near central park where she was able to walk her dog but maybe she don't but her skin will never change so she will be able to find another apartment Mm -hmm. (laughs) with no problem People then already forgot about Amy Cooper. They don't know. They're not talking about Amy Cooper. They ain't no talking about Amy Cooper. They're not talking about What's Tess her Caroline Bryant? They ain't talking about Tess Detterling. Yeah. It's just a lot of names. It's you no know, I was just thinking, I'm like, you know, we better say their names before they be saying yeah. ours. No. You know, and that's, that, that's what Zora Neale says. It's just the what did Zora Neale Hurston say? If you are silent about your pain, they'll kill you and say you enjoyed it. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, it's not deep. It's not profound. White supremacy is not innovative. It's not, you know, it's it's it, it's thought provoking, I guess, but not really. You know, to say that that people, um, and I'll even use myself as an example. Like we are, as a as a black trans masculine person or as a masculine person, I'm about as patriarchal as they come. I think I'm. I think I'm very patriarchal. Erica, looking at. She doesn't believe it, actually. I don't she think you're standing. very patriarchal. I think you're trying to make a point right now. No, you I'm are patriarchal, not... man. You're not going to claim patriarchy in my house. I... Why? Well, I'm not claiming it like But I'm, you're not going to claim a... you very patriarchal because to me, that sounds like you have not been checked. Yes, I have been checked. <laughs> Just because you checked on some shit don't mean you transform it. It's been transformed. You don't know that. You don't know what. In terms, first of all, you think that it's just outward. This is a problem. People think that these systems just work no, out. That's true. That's patriarchy true. affects me as well as you. And but is it affecting and, you, or are you enacting it? Because you said very patriarchal. I wouldn't call my myself ideolo- a white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all anti-black. Yes. Yes. Everybody is anti-black to some degree. You have to check it. You have to do maintenance on it. And the same way thing with patriarchy. You think this is me that is saying something about you, like you dating somebody or nice with somebody that's patriarchal. <laughs> Look, you dating somebody that's patriarchal. No, I know. I have checked you on it. So yes, what is you your have. point? But my Darling. point is that we have it that it doesn't affect us. And I think for me, oh, yes. it is coming from, while I would never say I want to be anything like, 
you know, oh, a white cis man, male pattern baldness, big old and fucking hair, big old spot, <laughs> bald spot of hair, just and the rest of the hair wrapped around. You know how um the pillows look, the travel pillows. That's how it looked what's around their head, like a travel fucking half moon crescent of little bit of hair that they save it and hold on to, so that they can have some type of youth when they need to cut that shit off. <laughs> And I don't care. Y'all gonna cancel me for that? Yes, Because I'm shaming You're the way canceled. they hair look. You're canceled. Well, hell. <laughs> Coming forth to carry. Stop. Okay, <laughs> shit. What y'all gonna do? But look, my point being is I would never outwardly ever say, oh my God, I want to be like a white man. <laughs> of course not. But that is how when people are patriarchal, that's how they Patri- start to what? think. Patriarchal. <laughs> that's how they start to think. It is. Even unconsciously. Yes. I want a nice car. I want a car. Lord Jesus. So that I can, I want to be on, you, you know, like which I do like car. Would you like to tell on yourself? No, here? I'm not telling nothing about myself. Oh, really? really? Is that, you know, Erica and I were thinking about purchasing a car together and we've really hit some bumps in the road <laughs> on this process. Who knew buying a vehicle for two people could be such a hard and laborious process. <laughs> two people who don't have a million dollars to go buy a drop top Bentley. Um, <laughs> or a $500,000 or $100,000 to go do that. So when you don't have that type of money, you have to compromise. But see, I wrap my whole... In a long story short of it, I like cars maybe i also just like cars too i come from oh, east of town you know it's a car culture muscle cars you feel me alpines and all that and mustard and mayonnaise and trues and bows you feel me Got what the, is a mustard and mayonnaise car and that. you know what i mean so <laughs> not a ford a chevy you feel me you know i come from all of that Stangs and marrows and all this and that. Oh my god get to your point so i like those things but i did have to realize like I feel like I want to look cool. And I think in a very primitive mm-hmm. way, looking cool is looking like who's acceptable. Or looking cool so, or having a nice car so people leave you alone and they won't misgender you maybe. Or mm-hmm. they'll think, you know, you can ingratiate yourself to people with the material things that you have. And I think that's just something that white cis men do. Yeah. And that's something that is modeled as and normalized in this society is that if you have a lot of material things, if you look good in those material things, quote unquote good, um, then all is well with you. You mm-hmm. can look like Cole T from 90 Day Fiance. Cole T! And everything will be... Some of y'all know who Cole T is, so y'all will understand yes, that rapper you do. very well. And you'll just be fine. You can yep. get whatever partners you want, mm-hmm. and nobody will question that. Nope. You'll be on national television. You can television. treat one of your partners like the call, bigot that you are. Yep, and call and the police on them. And still get partner. And still get And live with your back, whole ass mother. And still get brought back on the show. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, that my my point being about that is that I have to investigate my own patriarchy for myself. And I have to investigate that at every turn. And if my patriarchy garnered me some type of attention or I did something inside it or I and acted it in a way that harmed somebody else, I got to deal with the consequences of that. I can't be like, well, not all mass people, you know, not all men. Mm-hmm do that mm-hmm. i can't say shit Why like not? that because the people who bear the brunt of most abuse and most harm are fems and fem presenting people mm-hmm. why is that what you mean why is that why does Besides that happen the obvious reasons 
Besides the abuse and protection. Don't pinch it for the same reasons that, you know, you want a car to make yourself look good. Or, you know, you or people do or, or organizations or individuals do uh, anti-racism work to kind of make themselves look good only. You know what I mean? Like the same reason. So if I look good, I'm a good, I am now powerful. It's really not look good. It's I am powerful. Yeah. I get to enact violence on you. And that is the way that power, that is the way that patriarchy has been presented. Yeah. If I enact violence, then that means I am powerful. Or if I enact violence, I can try to get away with it through different means i can try to get away with well, it and, well i i'm gonna get away with it because i'm a, a masculine yes or i'm a man right so i'm gonna get away with it because that's just how men are mm-hmm. that's what people say there's already an embedded justification for pay, for behavior inside of toxic masculinity or patriarchy whatever word you want to call it it's just violence to me i think there's way too many words we've said this before but way too many words to name violence yeah it's you're literally just trying to get power on someone else's behalf. So that is an institution that has been embedded. You can't deny that. Yeah. You can't deny that that has been embedded. So if you are a person who is seen by the world inside of masculinity, which yeah. in a very general sense, right? Yes, we are all getting free of the gender binary, but the world ne- hasn't. So we can't yep. deny that if you wear uh, a bow tie and slacks to an interview and I'm in pumps, a dress, and lipstick, that you are likely going to get the job over me. Yeah. And that is before they ever find out that you are a trans person. Right. Maybe you're a passing person. Right. But you are dressed in a way that you fit the bill that jobs have been created inside of, yeah. which say that masculine people are supposed to work. Yeah. That is an old thing, that an old, you know, adage that has not changed shifted yeah that's still there we can't deny that that's not there i'm not saying that all mass people perpetuate harm but even me leaving that caveat is the same thing of like not all white people yeah (laughs) you mass folks need to deal with their privilege inside of patriarchy yeah and this is mass people of all genders Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what i'll say yes Mass folks of all genders need to deal with their privilege inside of patriarchy mm-hmm. and stop trying to separate themselves um, or even t- trying to separate themselves, you know, inside of trying to, you know, be seen as a victim. Like mm-hmm. you should, if you've experienced harm, regardless of your gender, you should be able to experience um, being held and being protected. Yeah. But that does not mean that you don't still, you aren't still seen in society as someone who is powerful just by the way that you look. Yeah. You can't deny that. Right. That's the same as white folks. And white people will enact harm just because they have some false sense of, I can't even call it false, because they have a sense of power. Right. So it's the same thing. You you know, you are trying to essentially dominate everything and every, you know, unless you somehow have it checked, but I can't, I'm not going to try to figure that out necessarily. I don't yes. need to investigate that of well, every person. The only thing that is doesn't need to be investigated is that the people who are often bear the brunt of patriarchy and patriarchal violence are black femmes. Yeah. Trans and cisgender. Yeah. I mean, there's black a reason, there's a reason why, in the uh, trigger warning murder in the past seven days, seven black trans femmes have been murdered. The past seven days. Seven, I believe not. Maybe it's been like eight days now, mm-hmm. but 
Yes. And yeah. I would say seven in the last two weeks, seven black trans femmes have been murdered. So you mean to tell me that I'm supposed to be having a conversation about not all mass people when this is again another year that's about to be over 20 black trans femmes have been murdered at the hands of masculine people? Yeah. No. No, you don't get to do that. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yes, we should be talking about black, trans, masculine people. I do agree with that. I do agree that there needs to be conversations around that and narratives and people sharing their experiences. And they need to be sharing their politics. Mm-hmm. and how they navigate patriarchy and how they don't perpetuate it. Yes. <laughs> like, that needs to be and a, a conversation. And part of that starts with checking people in your life who are being patriarchal. Yes. Checking people in your life, your partners who are being abused. Yes, who are trying to mirror their identity to a white man. You, mm-hmm. The thing is, is, just like we talked about anti-capitalism at the top of this, it's the same with patriarchy. Mm-hmm. You cannot get around it. Yeah. <laughs> You are going to be impacted by it. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you, it doesn't even necessarily matter how you identify. Yes. But who, who gets to enact it easily. Yes. Are people who identify as masculine. Absolutely. Who get permission to, or they say, oh, they're masculine. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's just their, their boy ways. Yeah. No, (laughs) actually not. No, no, it's not. They're just patriarchal. And I think so much of the focus is on, you know, I hear people say things like, you know, they're survivors of all genders, but I'm like, yeah, and everybody knows that, and people also know that the survivors who, first of all, not everybody is surviving abuse, and yeah. second of all, you've got to recognize who those people are, mm-hmm. and you got to recognize how they look. I think also and, to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. I think also to say I recognize survivors of all genders, I think that's important to say uh, because there is an assumption that only survivors are femmes. There is an assumption of that. I do. I would agree that that assumption exists, and but that that assumption is there because of the statistics that show that femme people are seen as more vulnerable and then thus are experience abuse. I understand that, but that does not mean that we can't also include. Like when people okay. talk about when people talk about abuse, oftentimes it's just gender. They say mm-hmm. women. Women need to get. For, uh, freedom from abuse or we women can speak up or mm-hmm. it is not you know kind of colored in this um it's not colored in a, in an all gender kind of spectrum it's talked about in a binary way it's talked about in a binary way and so are the relationships mm-hmm. the relationships there's an assumption that if it was a if it is a relationship but or whatever kind mm-hmm. of relationship even if it was just a hookup i'm calling that like a relationship, right? Or right. any sort of Jada and Will Smith have given us entanglement. So yeah. any sort of entanglement has been, right? There's an assumption, I think, that that femme was with a mass person. Mm-hmm. Or not that the mass person was harmed by a femme. Mm-hmm. Or that the mass person was harmed by another mass person because they were together. I yeah. think that there's not... <laughs> people are saying. not thinking... Mm-hmm like that i think it's just you're thinking that there was a masked person who was violent and they were harmful to a femme and i don't 
That's not how that always happens. And I think that people need to think beyond that. So saying of all genders, I think is important, but I also think that sometimes it's being said to take the focus away from femmes. And I don't think that that necessarily needs to happen. Or just to appeal to mass people. 125%. And my thing is this. Yeah, I understand that people are thinking about it in a binary way, patriarchy. The binary is a re- is a residual effect of patriarchy in some sense. Mm-hmm. So I understand that, but you have to look at the facts and who is disproportionately impacted. Yeah, and those are black femmes, and yep. there's no other way to put it. And of course, we wish that it didn't happen that way, but that is the reality that we have, and it only gets further perpetuated when people take away from that when people don't look at that when people use this as a way to insert themselves rather than deal with that this is the reality that we live in back to the whole full circle cancel culture thing the baby punched or and the baby's um the rapper the baby and their damn associate uh bodyguard punched a black femme oh 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 mm-hmm. the baby music play on the radio right there was no cancellation mm. There was no mm-hmm. call out really mm-hmm. too strongly. It didn't have any viable effect because of the person who the baby harmed. Right. And, and until we start dealing with that, mm-hmm. is all I'm saying, it's going to continue. Well, there, there, there's this idea that mass people are not believed because they're masculine and that they there's no way that they can experience violence. But I'm confused why people think femmes are believed. Yeah. <laughs> Like that don't happen either. You think fems are believed? No, you just now have entered into a a space where a space of survivors and we're not believed. And I feel like this kind of y'all need to believe us sort of mentality is inside of patriarchy. Right. Like it is very much like um um entitled. To survivorship, to be seen in that way. And you can't, you are a survivor. You are, absolutely. But you have to understand the world doesn't believe survivors. Yeah. Including you. Yeah. But you're so used to the world believing everything else about you. Yeah. So now you have to come over and realize. fighting so that, in my case, so that it will. So that that I will garner those privileges. So so now (laughs) you're getting that, oh shit, I don't, (laughs) I had this happen to me and people don't believe it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's survivorship. Did yeah. you think you would be different because your mask? Yeah. That's just, that's where I would kind of have, again, mass folks to be talking about. Right. Like. Or talking to each other, period, in general around this. Yes. All um, the time. Not just not, when you can do a panel. Right. Not just during a panel or a little <laughs> yeah. group discussion, but in personal relationships you know, pulling other niggas' cards. Yeah. And being like, this is not okay. It's like the whole, even Snoop Dogg saying disgusting things about Gail King. Yeah. Snoop Dogg got a show. Snoop Dogg got money. He got commercials on insurance, car insurance, commercials. Yeah. None of that was put a stop to because guess how Gail King looks? Yep. Dark skin, black, Yeah. Y'all, people have to start putting two and two together that abuse looks many different ways. Online shaming happened to Gail King. But Joyce Carol Oates, some white author, and fucking J.K. Rowland wasn't coming to Gail King's defense. Ooh. She's being shamed. Mm-hmm. She didn't get to enjoy that. Yeah, it's interesting mm. that people, you know, people are always, you know, rallying against cancel culture when it's happening to them only. Yes. I don't really hear. Or another white person. 
Taylor Swift or something like that. But even when it happens to them, I don't really see a lot of people having their back other than their fans. Yeah. I don't That's see, enough. That yeah. is millions of people. No, no, no. But I'm saying, I don't see Jake, like you said, J.K. Rowling coming to the fence of Gail King. No, no. You know what I mean? Like, you care so much about cancel culture. Why didn't you say something when this happened? Yeah. Where were you? You did a whole letter when it was happening to you, but you weren't doing it when <laughs> it was happening to other people. So, yeah, that's just another thing. Yeah. I think, you know, we'll wrap it. We'll wrap we'll it wrap here. It. You know, maybe it's, it didn't give you that sense of resolution, like the conversation. Ain't no resolution. It ain't no resolution. Ain't- that's my thing. It's like, it's, it has to be one to change the culture has to shift the culture order. will shift when ebony gets a station wagon <laughs> that's an inside job don't even know what you're talking about good <laughs> that's what can i want can you believe ebony is just turned 30 just turned 30. 30 but he wants but he wants a car made for a 66 year old man i take that back i don't hate being 30 i'm very happy and blessed you're just grieving your day. 20s you just have growing pains there's a lot of grief. You just grow in pains. You don't want to grow up. You want to be a no, Toys R Us no, kid. No, I don't care. I never even got Toys R Us. I don't want to grow up. I want to be a I Toys R Us kid. Million and toys of Toys R Us that I can play with. You just wanted to sing that song. Video games. And who is acting childish? But I'm the one grieving my thirties. I'm childish my whole life. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not grieving my twenties. I oh, my twenties were disastrous. <laughs> Oh, oh Lord! My twenties were great. I met you. Oh, that's true. Oh. All right, everybody. Uh, I don't know what this podcast was truly about, <laughs> but I Me hope either. some takeaways that you get is there's no such thing as cancel culture. Yes. Um, black people, we ain't gonna benefit from call out cancel culture in the way of support nope. when we are being canceled and called down. No. Nope. Um, or when we, we get are canceled, ca- or when we are calling even and canceling somebody. But, e- mm-hmm. but even when we're calling somebody else out, um, a lot of times the cards are stacked against us and the burden of proof is on us to prove that this person was harmful despite the amount of evidence to already prove it. But people just don't care. J.K. Rowling can kick rocks with shoot sandals on. Niggas need to just start holding. Everybody needs to start getting held to account for the shit That's that they it. do. Just hold Including to account. Including Bear Stearns Please. and Stephen Hoffenberg and, and Jeffrey Epstein and uh, the Glenn Maxwell. That shit is just fucked. All this shit is fucked up. And I'm going to make it my life's mission to make sure that I cancel white cis men. I'm going to make cancel culture a real thing. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make it happen. Y'all <laughs> want it to exist so bad. I'm gonna make it happen for them. <laughs> Good night. Good night. And anybody, Daniel Cameron, Bye. black face, black skin, white mask, the attorney general of fucking Kentucky. Trying to save everything. What is Even saving ourselves. We just need who we. We've been overwhelmed. We trying to save everything. We even save ourselves So the only fuck I got to give is for some copulation I figure that's the best place to head in this combination It's probably the bed, I'm too tired to be woke But that's where they kill Fred, I don't wanna rest no more Fuck At the end of it all I find myself somewhere between The Afro Horn and Sunny's Blues Like I'm Harry Kumasa Strike a phrase, strike a phrase, strike a phrase.